Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing 30th of May 2022. The market's had a proper kicking, so we're a lot lower in price. We did call this last week, and obviously my job is to be smug about when I get it right, and then not mention it when I get it wrong. So I am of the opinion that it's bounced a bit from its worst moment today. We're recording this on the Thursday I think in the short term, the market still is bearish. I think the weather is sufficiently kind and has given enough rain in some key areas to change sentiment. Farmers can still get 300 and something pounds a tonne. And I think if they've done nothing in the 300s, they need to do something. Even if you're wrong on that, I don't think you're going to be far wrong and you will always justify it in your head. So wise advice is get some tonnage booked in the 300s. The development from there, I think, will depend upon what the weather does next. I think that we will see a market under pressure during June with the potential of some sort of rally in July as we get into harvest and the various troubles that may or may not be occurring at that time start flipping people in a different direction. Certainly the corn crop in the States is going to be important in the silking period in July. If there's a heat wave or a heat dome going on at that point, then I think the market could have a good reason to have a significant rally. Obviously, war... What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. It is still going on. I cannot see Vladimir Putin allowing Ukraine grain out in of the Black Sea. I cannot see him getting his sanctions slapped down. I appreciate every country needs cheaper food for their own governments not to be overthrown. But he is in the business of absolutely crushing the Ukraine because he's lost face and Zelensky, you know, is he needs to crush. And that, I think, is going to be the ongoing story. So I, I wouldn't rely on the Ukraine for any supply of grain. So that, underlyingly, is also a very bullish... That's my view. I could well be wrong, and I'm not in politics, as, as you all know. So just taking on from that, what else we do there? So feed wheat prices, 310 at the time of recording X Farm for November. It went as low as 301X earlier today. It was very much under pressure. It traded down to 311 on the futures. So market value, £10 under futures, and consumers have been buying at discounts to futures values. So farmers think the basis of futures in East Anglia is £7 under the futures. There's two things that have happened. One, the volatility has meant that it's very, very advantageous to sell direct to a consumer and avoid outrageous margin calls on trading on futures and two the haulage rates have gone up significantly in case you haven't noticed so 10 pounds under and that makes value for harvest about 20 pounds under futures x farm which is currently 300 pounds done x farm for harvest at point of recording having been 290 or 291 at one point feed barley is a bigger discount at this point there is no buyers of it bit nervous about that one i would put that at a 25 pound discount to wheat at the moment not overwhelmingly keen on buying it either i can't quite see where i'm going to let it go to and there hasn't been any interest in fob cargoes out of these coasts so if there's a buyer of that coming in then everybody will be able to give everybody give you a bid for it but right now they are severely lacking 
Malting barley has been on fire. I think that will dampen a little bit with this recent rain. The dynamics of the other general market coming down, it should lose or ease back a little bit. But it's well in the 300s and no one in their right mind is going to commit anyway until they know what sort of spec is coming off the field at harvest time. Oilseed rape, that's also taken a bit of a knock. So 660 approximate harvest value for new crop rape. Let's get there and trade it. And if you sell it for 620 instead of 750, then so be it. But it's kind of going to be a good price. And I think we're going to get a half decent yield. It's so, you know, maybe if you haven't done anything, put some away. But it's all over the place in terms of price and volatility. Yeah, that's about it for the market at the moment. I think, what else is there to talk about? Mountain barley done that. Feed wheat done that. Feed barley done that. Pulses? No, I don't really care about them right now. So, yep, yeah, enjoy our week's trading. And let's hope... From a farmer's perspective, the prices are still in the 300s by the time I get to record next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. Advertising on this podcast works. Yeargrain Central Grain Store is delighted to announce that all available storage capacity has now been sold. If you want sales and success, please contact East Coast Design Studio on 01603 728 978. This week we're going to talk about pool marketing. We had an email from someone who's a farmer, who's a member of a grain pool, and they said, you know, would we like to pass our thoughts on about pools? As I mentioned last week, it's a bit of an open goal conversation, how to win friends and influence people. So what we're going to do, and we've already had one or two people send some results in from their pools for Opdeck and Jan March, is try and encourage a few more people to do that from what they received last autumn and this spring. It's very interesting what we've seen so far. Anyone who sends stuff in will not in any way be mentioned. It'll be completely and utterly the source of the investigative journalists that we are. And yeah, we will publish a league table if we dare at some point at the end of it. But it is quite interesting to see some of the commission charges and some of the prices that have actually been paid already we've seen. So please, can I encourage one or two of you farmers from different regions in the UK? No one's going to know who's sent in anything or not. And the merchants are going to be cross, but they're never going to find out who you are. Anyway, we're going to discuss this in an open forum with Webby and Josh. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Right, so let's start with either of you. What's your immediate thought about people who pool market? Well, that's an interesting... I didn't think you were going to start there. I was going to say, this is a miserable year to be marketing a pool, surely, isn't it? You're just onto a hiding. That is a very good point. It is. Any pool is going to look absolutely rubbish. Yeah, you're basing a year on two months of trade, aren't we? Well, since February 24th, we're judging it by. But without doubt... Yeah, I mean, every single contract until this last couple of days that we've ever done is lower than the prices we've been paying. But all of a sudden, we've actually now paid more money than the actual market is yeah, yeah. spot. We've now got so some really, really got... expensive contracts, actually, in our book <laughs> from the last couple of days. But yeah. yeah, it dropped 40 quid in five minutes, really. Yeah. So, a good place to start. So, yeah, what do I think? Where well, you've probably blooded this into me to be a non believer of pools uh-huh. over the years, but you take away all the element of control, don't you? Yeah, I agree with you, and I think it's been a really tough year for people marketing pools because mm. people, at the very least, want to see it start with a two. But if you're marketing up until the 24th of February, you almost likely you, you wouldn't have done. But, yeah, I think that I agree. It passes responsibility as well sometimes. Not that that's too critical. But on the flip side, I think that there are also some fairly big firms out there that should probably have achieved higher prices than, than what we've seen so far. Yeah. 
regionally, some of the you know, northern pools will be with the two in front of it because they were like, at times, 20 or £30 Big pounds of premium. East Anglian. Yeah. You know, it's going to be, we'll regionalise any yeah. results to make it that fair. But you're right, the Jan-March pool finished because February the 24th was the invasion with a month and a half of 200 and a lot yeah. on top of the previous So here's, here's a question for you. Okay, I'm gonna, there's three questions, actually. Mm-hmm. So what's a good value for an Octec pool? Mm-hmm. What's a good value for Jan March pool, and what's a good value for the April June? Without looking at figures, I would say for East Anglia, bearing in mind you should get premiums up. That's, that's, that really is a tough question. It's a hard question. It, it is. is. I, I think instinctively, I think a good price would be in the 190s in East Anglia for Octec, because yeah. it didn't really trade up to no, that. No, no, no. 200 um, is a But I think a price it should be over 200 in the Jan Feb March pool. I think. Agree, yeah. yeah you know, there was yeah. no reason why it shouldn't have enough tonnage there to trade out. One or two people commit their tonnage to us, which we trade individually, mm. and we definitely achieved an average above 200 yeah. on the Jan March, which I think should have been achieved. Yeah, You can draw a very long picture from a long way back saying why the average price over all that time was only 100 and whatever, yeah. but that's stretching it. You should be better than that, in my view. But we'll you know, say we don't know what the results are yeah. yet, do we? But the April-June results are going to be fascinating. <laughs> they really are going to be three quarters of the year at sub 200 quid, let's say. And Well, depending, yes, if they started selling it really far forward, yeah, you're right. But it's going to be an interesting... Everyone's going to be miserable about it, and there'll be lots of excuses, quite rightly, that why they couldn't be in the 300s. But it really, really will be important to see just how low in the 200s some of those results what, are. What will be amazing is, is actually going to be the spread in those values between the pool results. Well, yeah, it's got to be... It could be staggering in yeah. some places. Well, anyway, we've all agreed it's going to be a very difficult year, OK? But the principle of pool trading... In my opinion, when they were first invented, I believe they were set up by cooperatives. And the cooperatives said, look, we'll all chuck it in the same thing so nobody big or small gets any different. And at the end of the year, we'll share it out. And that's what you get. And that actually in a simple form in a very small business is reasonably straightforward. You kind of, yeah, okay, that works. Maybe you allow a bit for having rubbish loading or different size lorries or something. But largely, certainly in a central store, that is a great way to do it problem is that most of the cooperatives have kind of disappeared or been swallowed up by people who've saved them yeah and the marketing is now in the hands of people who are ultimately consumers and the difference between a cooperative running and a consumer running a pool is one is motivated to get the highest possible price and the other one is motivated by paying the least Hello, possible yeah. price yeah. what can we get away with yeah let's get it out of the pool but you know, so that's, we're beginning to touch on dodgy ground, so the blood pressure's rising in somebody in the car. <laughs> it's a good job this is coming out after the bourse. Yeah. I've seen the rest of the trade. Recorded pre-bourse. <laughs> There's a controversial comment. I personally think now, in this modern situation where there is consumption is controlled by very few people, to hand your marketing to the biggest consumers is stupid, is mindless, is dumb, and is very lazy. I think that farmers should wake up to the reality of you've got more control likely in the future than you've ever had before. Why on earth would you allow the biggest consumer to have at least 25% of its supply yes. guaranteed? You can, never, yeah, yeah. You can never say, you can't have this tonnage. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not letting it go for that price. They've just got it. Absolutely. If there's a lean month and it's difficult to buy, it's like, bang, right, that's, you know, Take there it. it is. Take it. Yeah. So the minute the farmer relinquishes responsibility or ownership of the decision, they have taken all the pressure off 
the people yeah. who are desperate to buy it. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that, Josh? I totally agree. But I think there are some farmers that say they'll never trade with such and such for whatever reason, and they stick to it. But other ones, you know, say, I'll never trade with them again after this year. And I think this bull is another moment. But they will go back to them in a few weeks or months or whenever. If you think about it, it doesn't make any sense. But it sadly is going to happen. I mean, the other thing that it does is, you know, marketing commissions on pools. If you say, right, and we're working hard for you, we're doing all the work here, and we're going to take £3 a tonne or 2% or whatever the, the charge is, it's perfectly fair for our efforts, we're worth it. If your pool price is shite, you're not worth it. And quite often in the open market, it is practically impossible to make a margin of three quid. And some of the big oh, no, guys yeah. are obviously making a lot more than that, and they're laughing at this. But if you're actually on the pitch bidding for grain on farm, more often than not, there is minimal premium in that. It's a bit of a merchant's dream, actually, isn't it, really? You know, you get a committed tonnage, you know, you banked your margin. It turns into a how can we explain to them why this was our pool price, as opposed to is this good enough? Is this actually good enough? Is this the right price? Is the market going up? Should I be doing this? I'm going to be judged on this. Now, you know, maybe our little league table will, will create a conscience. I don't want to be bottom of the league table. As I say it's not going to make us popular, and the boss is tomorrow, so they won't know this recording is being done. But one or two people are not going to be happy, are they? No. This is a politically awkward conversation, isn't well, it, amongst, we, the, we amongst the trade? Yeah, well, we don't do pools, do we? No. And farmers will still do pools, but should they think about who does those pools? Should the league table comparison give them a chance to say, well, I'm going to change who does my pool? There's one guy years ago, I remember him saying, my last three years, my guy's pool has been, I do two pools, and I always do two pools, and this one always beats the other one. So next year, I'll put a bit more with the one who got less this year, because by law of averages, they should come better next year. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, that lot have got a bunch of idiots <laughs> doing the marketing, and they don't know what they're doing, and the other people are obviously better at it. Give the people who've done better. It doesn't work like they were lucky. It's done through yeah, expertise. Yeah. Yeah. Going back in history, co-ops originally, I think, failed. They were run by farmers, and they failed because farmers don't like people to earn too much money who work for them. Even you know, So if you had a superstar playing for you, They'd far rather pay an idiot 30 grand a year than a superstar 300,000 pounds a year, even if the superstar made you 2 million pounds extra in your pool. Yeah. Because they can't bear to see the guy driving a Porsche and earning that much money. And consequently, anyone half decent left and joined the merchanting industry, so the whole thing fell on its face like that. There is possibly some co-ops out there now who are, you know, doing both. Paying idiots too much money to drive the boat into the shore, aren't they? Let's face it. So we've upset everybody, but I truly think there is a point at which there needs to be a conscience and a reassessment of whether pools are right for farmers. So the answer to the original question is, no, I don't think farmers should use pools. I think a lot of farmers have struggled with the volatility and don't like... I mean, it's a responsibility thing, isn't it? It's responsibility past, which, okay, they don't have to think about it, but then will they be pissed off with it? At the end of the year, yeah, probably. But it hasn't been so consuming on their, maybe, their mind, their thought processes. Well, if they're earning money doing other things, something out of their hands. But I think at least if you are a cereal grower, you need to have a level of consciousness about where values are because it should make you make the right decision about what you grow and whether you store it or whether you don't. I mean, central storage on a piece of paper every year doesn't make any, or storage full stop, doesn't make any sense. Sell it, harvest, get the money, thanks very much. But this year... The price doubled. And several years the price goes up Mm. through a storage scenario. Some people have paid for their storage in one year. Mm. Just on what's happened. But you should consciously 
be aware of what values are and what the potential income is because that's making the effort to do the best marketing you can for your product. Yeah. Just handing it over. Maybe question who you hand it over to. You know, have a really good look. Have a good look at pool results. Have a good look at where the grain is delivered to. But don't just like wipe your hands of it because I just think the opportunities are so much greater now. And as I say, farmers soon with this current government thinking about food production being last on the list until we have the Ukraine war, there is an opportunity. There will be less production and there will be an opportunity to say, no, you can't have it which makes whoever the buyer is pay more money. And there's room within the industry to pay more money to the farmer. We all know that. The real money's yeah. made in the production of the next product up, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, the answer to the question is, I think a lot of you should not pull market and just phone up and get an opinion from someone and make a decision on the basis of that opinion, record it, maybe have a strategy to sell some at different dates. But, you know, listen to the Doing Grain podcast, for goodness sake. Listen to us. Do what we say. If you'd listened two weeks ago, we just said sold it, and here we are, 30 quid lower. So, And I think last week we said, oh, God, we've had it. And it does feel like it's, it's had absolutely, it. you know, yeah. 40 pounds lower. So yeah. perhaps all the pool marketeers should listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did up to this week. <laughs> anyway, should we have a, now we've upset everybody, or have one or two people, should we have one Another of these beer? beers? Yeah. yeah good okay, idea. what are you going to go for, that one? I think this one of Neil's beers that he bought, and it's another Leon C. Ah, fantastic. Okay, have we got another? Croston Lovely Black IPA. I don't know, this looks like a Guinness. What is it? It's a stout, must be a stout of some sort. Rich blended malts gives Croston its intensely dark, almost black colour. So as a precursor to the boards tomorrow, what do you think's the um, topics of conversation tomorrow? Or will it just be a kick the tyres, have a beer and see people? Just on a slightly side note, it is going to be the most, should be, at the moment, the best attended bourse ever. I had a conversation with Brad earlier about a few bits on other stuff, and then I spoke about the bourse, and it's the, the best attended. So I think it's been quite good. And even in that time, there's been a few people come out of the grain trade, so hopefully some new faces, even if I'm not going. No, yeah. After Sorry, say that again. A few, a few new, new faces. Young faces. Yeah. Slightly okay. prettier faces. And some of the old codgers. Just, just a quickie, I've got Kersel Gold, Leon Sea Brewery, lovely golden ale, lovely, L-E-I-G-H. So, good on you, Neil. Thank you very much. I haven't sipped it yet, so i put too much of a head on it. It should be, well, people are going to be fairly punch drunk before they even get there, aren't they? I mean, Christ. This week, the market has moved down 20-odd pounds a tonne, then bounced well, I, seven. more than that, because it's 360 traded on... Yeah, but wasn't that, not in a week, okay, was last it? last week, yeah. So, I mean, this week has been blood on the carpet, and farmers have panicked. Yeah. Not panicked, they've decided to sell it, and they're getting more than £300 a tonne, and I think they're wise. I think... Yeah, that, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, let's put some threes in front of any contract you've got just to make sure you're in on that pitch. Because if the war premium goes, or if the weather does keep kind of developing nicely, it is going to come down lower, isn't it? You, you were, earlier today, just above 300 for November. Do you think after that comment, all the pool boys are going to sell it on Tuesday? Monday and Tuesday after listening to that. Well, they should have sold it last week prof- on our advice, shouldn't they? And they'll be sitting prof- there quite smug and going, how much can we cream off this one, boys? Or they'll go something like, uh, oh, no, let's wait till it gets to 290, then we'll sell it. <laughs> I don't know. What makes them make a decision? Sometimes, you see, would a pool sell 70% now? No. Right. Why not? Because that's because not what they ever do. what they you know, say on the tin. Yeah, I know. No, it might go up. Yeah, okay. That's oh, well, this this is your favourite subject as well. Again, you know, 
do pools ever cash settle it and buy their sales in? I know one company doesn't, which I had that conversation many moons ago when I was part of it, and mindless, let's not dwell on that. But the, the dynamic of 320, you know, on the futures, right, 310x, and if you're up north, 320x or whatever it is, and you sold your entire April-June pool for next year at 320 or 330, yeah. right? You are not going to be wrong. If it comes down to 250, you look like an absolute superstar, when you? Well, you can. Like you, I mean, funny, you've been able to sell this yeah. crop since last, whenever it was, which yeah. was started at 150, 140, yeah. I think. 140, yeah. 200 quid. Only, yeah. So add seven months trading 140. So well, it was down 140. If you sold all the rest of it at 330, you're going to be better than every other pool. I bet. There you go. I do not think we're going to go to 400 odd pounds a ton. I do not think. It's just going to keep going up forever. I'm completely taking a risk on that on the basis of the weather, doing something weird on the corn crop. And if, if it does, then fine. I would cash settle if I'd sold, if I see that coming. Mm. But right now, let's get real. I think I agree. It does feel a bit bearish at the moment. It feels a bit heavy. Corn's gone in. The weather sentiments have changed. I mean, our little corner, Norfolk weather's been, yeah, been great this last week. One or two, not perfect, not perfect. One or two haven't had the rain. Yeah. And so for you guys, I'm sorry. But, yes, they have had a good rain in a lot of mm. cases, and we are going to get a bigger, bolder crop regardless now. It's going to be, and there's more rain coming, and it's not too hot for about a week. So, you know, we're getting on now, aren't we? Yeah, I was away for a week and got back two days ago, and the change in just that week is completely crazy. It, I mean, it really has changed a lot. I mean, in the morning, my my little metric is I take the dog for a walk, and then I go across two winter wheat, one winter barley, one spring barley and mm. a sugar beet field in that week it's just changed unbelievably yeah it's nice it's nice this new flexi time two days a week working oh just. it's the dream yeah well, yeah i think, like i like it actually. what do you think about airports at the moment how do you feel about the uk <laughs> airports yeah, yeah horrendous all i would say is if everyone is going on holiday pay the extra seven quid fast track and then pay the seven quid fast track on the way back for passport controls and i'm going to say it's worth it got back on tuesday and it was an hour and a half queue at sandstead and you can't pay the seven pounds until you land. Really? And that was a Tuesday. And it's like so how do you pay the seven quid? You sort of you have to do it before. The no, you have to. You have to do it before you leave. Just do it online. Okay. If anyway. you do it online, I'm you have to scup it. I can't. So all right. Well, so actually, if you didn't know, we're going on a road trip. Me, Dad, and Henry are going for a road trip, flying to Perpignan, flying out of Biarritz in June in celebration for his birthday. And yeah, I'll pay for your seven pounds passport <laughs> both ways. Okay. Yeah, and a crop tour of France. Yeah. Merci beaucoup. Yeah. Back to your point about walking in the fields, you're right, the crops have turned around amazingly in a 10-day period, and yes, we are very, or we are much more optimistic about the future. It could still have a, a crippling heat wave in the last three weeks of June. It could. The heads of the wheat are out, but they look firm, and I mean, compared to a lot of places, I just drove past into Norwich, and there's some really light lands, and over the last two, three years, it's been patchy at this point. Yeah. There's no patches, it all looks fairly yeah. even. There are some. There are, but a lot less. Than, re- than the last couple of years. It's deceptive because this rain in the last two days has actually made everything, even the patches, look green. They weren't dead. I mean, some people on Heavy Land are saying this is going to be an absolute barn buster, which is a bit of a brave statement. But I can't see any reason why, if the lamb has got enough body to it and it had the moisture there, that if we get the sunshine, it could well be an exceptional year, couldn't it? Here's hoping. Anyway, so we're off to the boards tomorrow. I hope we see several people there. As far as it goes, is there anything you particularly want to achieve tomorrow? Is there anyone you particularly want to see, boys? Well, we haven't seen anyone for about two, three years, have we? No. As a trade collect. Yeah, I'm quite excited about it. 
Ben's tie to look forward to. I've already asked him to put on his favourite tie. <laughs> that looks like one of your curtains. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a terrible tie. So 10 o'clock train, 12 o'clock in London. I'll take us half an hour to get to the... Tattersall Castle. Is it Tattersall Castle? Castle. Yeah. And then, you know, talk rubbish for this. And then after that, you boys are heading home. No, you're heading back. I'm heading back, yeah. I've got Scotty's 50. So he's taking us down the McDonald's. I just don't know if I'm brave enough to get on the Vomit Comet out of Norwich. So I think the last one's 11 o'clock. The Vomit Comet. Yeah, the last train out of Norwich, out of Liverpool Street. I think I might get in a lot of trouble because, I mean, you normally get back in about one, half one. Yeah? Yeah. Good clubbing? When I lived near the station, yeah, I would have done, but, yeah. How many years ago was that, Ian? It's a few. Five. Exactly. (laughs) Right, everybody, I hope all of you that see us at the Borson are nice to us. Remember that bit as opposed to the podcast which criticised your pools and, and the rest of you who look forward to seeing us anyway. Power to the small merchant and look forward to seeing you guys. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.